There is nothing in this world I love more than a petty Patricia. And that is what Sydney Carter was to those weirdos on the internet. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, oh, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. Oh, the NFL season has come to a close. And I'd say it went off with a pretty good season finale. As we all knew, the Super Bowl, whoever won, it was going to be a great story to tell. And if you were not a friend or any so-how related to the Browns organization, maybe player, fan, owner, staff member, any of those things, then it was a win-win situation for you no matter what. Now, for those people, it was a lose-lose situation, and I'm pretty sure none of those people uh, chose to watch the Super Bowl. Happy for the Rams. Happy for Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell, you know, what better way to end a story? You know, he was the problem. He was the problem child. All of his teammates hated him. Blase, blase, blase. And then he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Now, he did get hurt in like the second quarter, first half, something like that. But I'm pretty sure if he stayed in that game, Odell would have been the MVP. No offense to Cooper Cup. You did great as well, sweetie. You know, you and Matthew had that moment where y'all to look at each other in the fourth quarter and be like, it's just me and you, dog. It's just me and you because everybody else, they're tapped out, which is fine. You know, sometimes you got to put the team on your back. You got to put the team on your back. And that's exactly what they did. And they won the Super Bowl. Now, do I think that Aaron Donald should have won the MVP? Yes. Again, no offense to Cooper Cup. No offense to Cooper Cup. But Cooper Cup had what? One touchdown? He had like two to three plays that were like, like the last drive was deserving of a Super Bowl MVP. But if we're looking at the game in a whole totality, whole totality, I think it should have been between Aaron Donald and Andrew Whitworth. Like Andrew Whitworth had Matthew Stafford protected. Now, did he fall down like once or twice? Yes. But it should have been between Aaron Donald and Andrew Whitworth and Cooper Cup. Shouldn't have gotten it, in my opinion. But no one asked me, unfortunately, what that opinion was. My only issue with this year's Super Bowl. Number one, why, 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 was The Rock doing that long intro before kickoff? Like, I don't understand. Like, why, like, why, why was that necessary? Why did we have that? And if we were going to do that, there was no need for it to be like five minutes. It might not have been five minutes, but it felt like it was five minutes. Like, let's, let's get the game started people have things to do people we want to be entertained and I get the idea you know the Super Bowl's back in Los Angeles is a place where they had that very first Super Bowl like I get it I get it don't get me wrong I get it but it was a lot it was a bit much I take it back it was a lot much it was a lot much and the second part I had with the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl halftime show give me more Mary J like, give me some more Mary J. Her outfit, great. Those boots, Mary J, start you a boot line, girl. Start you a boot line. I probably wouldn't purchase them because, you know, I don't like things to go past my knees. But I know a lot of people who will. And they were they were gorgeous, my gal. They were gorgeous. 
And Eminem, he did great, I guess. Personally, I think he should have gave the Mike Anderson pop, you know, had us a little, had us a little Anderson moment. That would have been fun. And the second issue I have with that halftime show was why, 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 why? Did they have 50 Cent hanging upside down? I know we were given homage to the music video. I get it. I get it. But 50 Cent wasn't the same 50 Cent we saw on Sunday when they shot that music video. Like, that man looked like <laughs> he looked so pressed hanging upside down. And he was like, can y'all give me the cue? Can y'all give me the cue so I can get down off this thing? Like, I commend I commend him. I commend, you know, the creative director people for the idea. But sometimes you got to leave some things in the past. There's a reason why we get older. There's a, there's a reason why, you know, you don't do the same things you did at 20, 30 when you're 60. You know what I mean? And and they have a 50 cent hanging upside down. That just wasn't the move. Great idea. But sometimes every idea can't come to fruition talking about just other things that happened outside of this football game why was everyone on the rams like team why was all their wives and girlfriends like about to go into labor <laughs> like y'all can plan this out a little bit better like oh this person you know she's trying to like cross her legs and hold it together so the baby doesn't come out before the game's over between odell and van jefferson as van jefferson's wife literally was like carried out on a stretcher in the middle of the game because sis went into labor now I'm not shocked, like, especially if, you know, she saw Odell go down and then the interception after halftime, like, I get it, you know, why that might have caused her to cause some stress, get some nervousness, some excitement, and, you know, break her own water. I get it. I get it. But, you know, they said that the baby did wait three hours and Van Jefferson was able to make it to see his kid be born, which is great. We all love to see it. And Odell's girlfriend also did not go into labor, which is great and speaking of magical moments we can't forget about the Bengals they like I said last week or a few weeks ago the Bengals weren't supposed to make the Super Bowl this year like that's not how the timeline was supposed to progress for the Bengals you know they were just supposed to be like we're getting our quarterback back this year we're gonna figure it out you know we're, we're hoping for a seven seven eight seven nine nine season I don't know Somebody do the bath for me. You know, just get off 500 and we're going to be fine. Make it to the playoffs, play the game, lose the game. You know, they weren't expecting much. So them to be this ahead of schedule concerns me. It concerns me because we've all seen it. We've seen it once and we've seen it again. But we've seen it most recently. Super Bowl 50. Um, the Denver Broncos, Vaughn Miller, and Peyton Manning versus Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, and company and the game ended similar to this as you know the Panthers weren't you know one drive away from winning the Super Bowl by any means but you know a young quarterback and a uh, is Charlotte considered a small market we're gonna say it's a small market and a medium to small market going after the Super Bowl way ahead of schedule and it not working out we all know how that story ended how literally the franchise imploded itself after they reached that peak. So I hope this isn't the same ending for Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I hope it's not. But the way that I saw the game going, especially after it was over, like that's the first thing that came to my head was, oh my gosh, is this going to happen to them? Are they going to go through that same route? 
again, I really, really hope they don't because I love this Cincinnati team. Like, that's a fun team to watch. You can say they're just out there having fun, having the time of their lives playing the game that they love. But unfortunately, you know, they just didn't have enough pieces to put it together. They had one really big explosive play. That was the Jamar Chase. It was like a 75. No, the 75-yard catch was T. Higgins when he when he did that little face mask and nobody called it, which is fine, you know. You see it, you don't, whatever. And then the next play, you know, when they came out of timeout was the uh, Jamar Chase big play that they really needed because they were just struggling. And I felt like they did well in the first half when it came to, you know, giving Joe a good amount of time. But in that second half, those boys were like, Joe, you're on your own, baby. <laughs> you you got to figure it out. And that's, you know, that's what happened on the last play. The O-line couldn't hold up to Aaron Donald, which I mean, how many people could actually, you know, hold up Aaron Donald and Joe Burrow he didn't get sacked but when you're like seven centimeters off the ground and it's a sack it's a sack and so hopefully they'll go into this offseason they'll go find you know some offensive linemen to help them out because right now this man is standing in front of mannequins like it was mannequins especially in that second half he was standing in front of mannequins and help Joe out so he can have a little time to throw the ball to the wide receivers like they've got a good core you got Jamar Chase T Higgins some might say Eli Apple but I disagree on defense and their defense did really well like you know it wasn't like anything catastrophic that happened obviously yeah the last play you know they let Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford go do 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 down the field but other than that they had no like major awful plays well the few Odell catches, but okay. Other than those few things, then they had no like major catastrophe of plays. It's not bad. Like I don't see them, you know, going from here and just being at the bottom of the league next year. I don't see it. I hope it doesn't happen. I have a lot of faith in Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm excited to see where they go. But as we talk about, you know, Joe Burrow, S. Cam Newton, you know. They're right here running this same storyline. A lot of people love Joe Burrow. I am one of them. And a lot of people don't really like Kim Newton. And what came to my mind, especially yesterday afternoon, after seeing Joe's fit, it kind of looked like tiger stripes, but to me, it almost looked like the static on the TV. Personally, I, your drip, your call. I wasn't a fan. But the things that people love about Joe are literally the things people hated about Cam. Now, I can go into this whole spiel about things, you know, especially because it's Black History Month, but I'm not going to because I don't feel like getting on my soapbox today. Maybe I'll get on my soapbox next week. But I just think it's very interesting because, you know, everyone says, like, you know, Joe's outfits are cool and they're out there and, you know, he's wearing these hats and he's bolstering with his chest and he's so confident in himself now and blase 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 but when cam did it he was a villain he was evil he you know put himself before the team again the same you know route that people were saying about obj and how you know he was being selfish because he wasn't getting catches and things like that again maybe because it's joe burrow you know he's gonna be the face of the league now because y'all tried to give it a baker and baker baker dropped the ball for lack of a better word and now this same you know he's a bad player he's a cancer in the team is basically being turned the same with Kyler Murray 
If you don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, um, about what two weeks ago, Kyler Murray like deleted all things related to the Arizona Cardinals on his page. Like just said, bye bye Arizona Cardinals. And last week, the Arizona Cardinals deleted all their things on their pages except like a photo of Kyler Murray when they drafted him, and then a photo from him at like the Pro Bowl. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on the Pro Bowl one, but I know it was a photo of the draft. And JJ Watt like posted um, a thing and was like, you know, I called Kyler and he didn't answer me. Like, does this mean we're not friends? Weird. And now, starting Sunday, there was like sources saying like Kyler was upset about the Cardinals' performance against the Rams and he's upset about all these other things going on in the organization. And, you know, people are being like, Kyler's a bully and he's a cancer in the team and he's just putting himself before the team. Blah, blah, blah. If anyone with two eyes should know that the Arizona Cardinals should have been in the Super Bowl. Should have been in the Super Bowl. No question about it. You, don't hold your breath. Don't take too long to think about it. Everyone knows they should have been in the Super Bowl. And the fact that they weren't in the Super Bowl, Kyler makes good points. Now, if these are statements coming from Kyler, I'm a little looking side-eyed at the fact of these sources we're talking about. But if these are statements coming to Kyler, it makes sense that he, you know, thinks that he should have been in the Super Bowl. Like, they were the best team in the league until week 10. When they literally combusted a buttons themselves, all the training wheels fell off, all the brakes fell off, and they couldn't get it together. And when you go down the same road multiple times a year, yeah, you're starting to think about, do I want to spend the rest of my career in this organization? That plays really well the first 10 weeks of the season. But when, you know, it's time to get into putting the brute straps in, putting the work in, that's when we fall off. If you were doing that at your job, guess what? You would leave. We really need to stop this narrative. I feel like, especially after seeing what happened to OBJ, we would really, you know, look at more than what's on the surface level. Because if you were on the internet during the Super Bowl, there were like genuinely Browns fans being like, OBJ was not such a team player. And then there was Browns player being like, OBJ was the best teammate I ever had. And then the Browns fans were like, you're wrong. He was so bad. Like, were you not in the locker room? Were you in the locker room? Were you in the locker room? Because I know I wasn't. So if there's anybody who I'm going to take over than yours, it's going to be the Browns player and OBJ, the people who were actually there, not the people who are creating these narratives. We need to really step back from creating narratives and just let them be. Again, I want Joe Burrow to get the praise. I want him to, you know, people to like him. But... We can't look at Joe and the things that Joe does and be like, that's great. That's the kind of football player you should be. And then another person does it and you say, you shouldn't be that kind of way. You should be different. It's 2022. It's Black History Month, y'all. Like, come on. Don't do that. Don't be that way. Let's not act like that. It's old. It's tired. It's burnt out. And I'm very over it. I guess since the football season is over, now I have to actually start watching more NBA games than the occasional one and a half games I watch every week. But this week I did watch those one and a half games and um, they were good. Clay did well, blah, 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 blah. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about Ben Simmons finally getting away. And honestly, I am going to be arguably one of the biggest Ben Simmons fans from now on as, you know, yeah, he lost $19 million, but he still got what he wanted. He still did not stand down to the man and got what he wanted. Got out of town. And honestly, like, 
I'm not saying that the 76ers lost in this trade, but like the Nets really won. One, they got a player who is like all team defensive, all star caliber, really contributes to the team. We're not talking about scoring points. And he does not have to shoot the ball if he does not want to. Like, this team has shooters. They have Patty Mills, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving on away games. And, you know, things like that. So he doesn't have to shoot the ball if he doesn't want to. It's not needed on this team. So I think the Nets really won. I kind of think the Nets won. Again, the 76ers didn't really lose. We all know James Harden and Daryl Morey. They love each other. They're thick as thieves. And... Now, you know, the 76ers has a player who's going to play for them, which is something they did not have. But is James Harden going to basketball? Is James Harden going to be? Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of things that are going to determine how this works out. I'm excited to see how it works out. I don't think, again, you're living in the future. I'm living in the past. I'm not sure if we'll see, you know, what's going to happen. But I am, though, I do have notated on my calendar March 10th. When the Brooklyn Nets come to the 76ers and they're going to play each other. And let me tell you, I'm going to be watching that game from tip off to when the clock goes off. Because I want to see all that and more. Because the drama, the tea, that's what we're going to have in that football game. I already said it. That football game. Can you tell? Like, I'm still in the mood of football. That basketball game. A lot better than some of these other trades we've seen in the past few weeks. You know, the Lakers chose not to participate Some people were saying everyone agreed to that. Other people were saying they didn't agree to that. And now they're going to look at buyouts, which there's a whole lot of them out there because people are like, I don't want you. I just want the monetary compensation. And All-Star Weekend is this weekend. You know, I love All-Star Weekend as much as the next gal. And they have a few fun little things they're adding on. We'll be talking about those next week. As Giannis has convinced the NBA to bring in all his brothers to participate in the skills challenge, which I personally have to say, Giannis is the best person doing nepotism. Like, can I get some of that nepotism that Giannis is passing around to his brothers? Because the Thanias, he's in the G League and he's going to be playing in the All-Star Weekend. Like, what? And he's participating in the skills challenge in All-Star Weekend. Like, please let me get some of that. The other brother who plays with him on the Bucks, he's in the, like, Google Pixel commercial. Like, he doesn't play. I would really appreciate some of that nepotism. If anybody has some, please let me know. And the last thing I, you know, decided to come up here with this week is we're going to be talking about Sydney Carter. If you don't know who our girl Sydney Carter is, one, she played for Texas A&M, won the national championship in 2011. Now, she is the player engagement, player personnel, whatever at Texas A&M, her alma mater, and, you know, she's a coach. Last week, our girl Sydney came out in a bomb outfit. She had on a white turtleneck shirt, puff sleeve, you know, full-covered shirt, these gorgeous pink leather pants. Like, if I looked at a pair of pink leather pants, I'm gonna look like some ballpark bubblegum. Like, no. She looked great. She looked amazing. But, you know, some weirdo on the internet had to give their two cents and was like, is this appropriate for a coach to be wearing this during a basketball game? She literally couldn't be wearing any more clothes. Like, she was covered from genial neck to toe. Like, don't be mad because you can't pull it off. Don't be mad because your girlfriend can't pull it off. Like, there, there's no place. Honestly, if we're going to talk about people outfits. Can we talk about why 
the coaches haven't gone back to wearing their suits. Why are we still in quarter zips in Lululemon pants? Like, let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about that, sir. You want to talk about something? Let's talk about that. Our former teammates, the people we work for, and our current players were like, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. Why are we talking about the way her outfit looks? She looks amazing. You're aware to let's move on. This week, when they played again, the official Texas A&M account was like outfit for game 23. And I was like, ooh. And she had on this cute old dress with like this belt boots. I was like, like she's a fashion icon. Somebody get her a fashion brand deal. Because... I would like comment share. I would like comment and share. Like, get this girl the coin she deserves. As well as she posted it and said, like, do you like my fit? There is nothing in this world I love more than a petty Patricia. And that is what Sydney Carter was to those weirdos on the internet. And, you know, people just really need to say how the first bit is. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Obviously, I know it makes sense because people are weirdos when it comes to women doing anything. But... The fact that, like, we spent a whole entire week talking about her outfit is ridiculous. Like, there's so many other things we could talk about in women's basketball. For once, college game day is going to be at the South Carolina-Tennessee game this upcoming Sunday, February 20th. Make sure you watch college game day and the basketball game coming at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time. And also the fact that, like, UConn is kind of like down the drain now because Paige Breckers can't play. Like... Was Paige Beckers the team? I don't know. Or we can talk about the fact that literally every week the top 10 is changing except from South Carolina staying at the top because everybody this year is good. Like any given Sunday, the movie is women's college basketball this season. 100%. No doubt about it. That's what it is except for South Carolina being at the top because, you know, they're South Carolina. And it's it's Don Staley's homie. So, like, Don ain't fooling around. Like, she's like, don't play with your food eat it so we can go home and I appreciate it and you guys should watch the next Texas A&M women's basketball game and show Sydney Carter some love because the people are mad because she just has fashionable style and they don't now I know I'm talking about fashionable styles I'm literally sitting here wearing this sweatshirt but you know I wish I was Sydney Carter too <laughs> I wish I was Sydney too so it's okay <laughs> But that is all I have for this week. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast yet. As well as head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo to stay up to date on all things Her Sports Convo. Check out the main channel where I post new videos every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This week was about the NBA All-Star Game. As that is happening this week, I explain how it works, all the new things, the bips and bob voting, all that good stuff. As well as check out the podcast channel, Hershwood's Convo Podcast, where you can watch me talk to myself every single Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you watch the All-Star Game. Make sure you watch the women's basketball. The last two weeks of Athletes Unlimited are coming up. Make sure you're watching that as well. And as always, be safe. Have fun, Anna. Don't be afraid to join the combo.